Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Don't Kill the Messenger with your host Victor from VentoBot. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the science of change and how to really get organized. And uh, especially now with everything that's going on, can, everything is just kind of thrown off and we've been thrown into this ever-changing world, right? So I have a special guest today that's really going to be talking about decluttering a lot of that mess, whether it's physical or mental, and we're going to really dive into some things that you can talk about today. Now, before we begin, head on over to bentobots.com forward slash book to get your free copy of the complete automation strategy, the four phases we take our private clients through to generate never-ending leads so that you can scale your business very quickly and scale at will. Now, welcome in my guest today, Diane Higby. Hey, Diane, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Fantastic. So you and I met at like a, a JV mastermind, which normally is in person, but with everything going on, it was a virtual event and it was the first one um, that was virtual and it was pretty fun to, to have. It was a pretty good, cool experience. Um, one of the better experiences I've had with, with events virtual online um, since this whole pandemic thing happened. Uh, but yeah. I know it's forced us to move into this, like it's forced us to change, right? It's, we have to do it. We can either, we, there's no point in staying in the same place. And I'm sure you can talk a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, we have a tendency to get so much going on in our lives that we just have so much, um, you know, you could call it clutter, call it overwhelm, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, can, I, can I tell you a little story? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I started my business actually in 2016 and um, didn't really have a lot of knowledge about how to leverage myself. So I was doing a lot of stuff. I was doing my own website and I was trying to learn how to speak on stage and this and that. Um, and just really doing so much. And I asked my mentor, I says, how do you do it all? How, I, you know, how do you try to learn how to d speak on stage and try to learn how to, you know, do everything that you're doing? And um, of course, I would hear the word leverage a lot. Yeah. But I, you know, starting out, not having a lot of money, still doing it all. But what happened was in 2018, I was in uh, Cambodia, riding a bike in the jungle, and I fell. Oh, and I, I put a hole in my legs, just a little teeny hole. Uh -huh. I got infected, and it put me literally in bed for about four months. And I had to learn how to walk all over again, the whole thing. And so from going from doing so much stuff to where I was just totally you know, not getting anywhere to just bam, nothing yeah, laying around in bed. And, you know, I, after the pain, you know, after I kind of started feeling better, I thought, this is kind of nice. <laughs> I'm not doing, you know, so much. And so it, it taught me a, a lesson about not getting so overwhelmed. And um, so I, I developed some strategies how to do that. Um, okay. basically people don't know how to say no. I think we just put too much on our plate. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Early on, I, I had a lot of trouble saying no. I would be like, yeah, opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. You know, like, and then very quickly you start to move into this, like, uh-oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard that in a joint venture venture yesterday. I someone called it Zoom fatigue. So that's Zoom where we are together. with uh, you know with COVID and everybody doing as a lot of Zoom meetings. And I enjoy um, some yeah, like the joint venture that we were at. That was really enjoyable because there were so many people and we were learning so many things all at once. But um, you can you have to learn how to not try and do everything that everyone asks you to do because people will have a tendency to go to way too many meetings. I mean, how many things do you have on your schedule right now that you can eliminate? And so um, there's kind of three E's. <laughs> so one of the things I like to start out with is evaluating what's really important to you. And I always have my clients um, write down a list of like 10 or five or 10 things that are really important. I'm not talking about goals. I'm right. talking about values. Uh, freedom is an important thing. My family, laughter. I love having a good time. You know, those things yeah. are important. And so, and, and of course my business is important. And so then you, you have to look at this list and then you have to evaluate what you need to accomplish this list without getting too much stuff. So mm. you have to eliminate. That's the second E. Eliminate anything that isn't going to get you towards your goals. And that kind of goes along with anything that you're doing, whether it's decluttering your house, your closet, yeah. whatever. Just eliminate stuff. And, I get um, that because at least that's very interesting to think about with evaluating first what's important. And again, like I love that you mentioned like not like a list of what you need to do, like not tasks, right? But like what do you truly value, right? For me, I know it's time with my daughters. From, mm -hmm. It's also time with my wife. You know, like I, I realized very early on we were, when I was taking on way too much, that really suffered. Um, and so... It, it created a strain and I realized very quickly, like I, I can't do that. I, time with my wife is super important. So that those two things are very important to me. Um, but then eliminating things like you said, that don't help you to actually enjoy those things that you find value in. That's, I think that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So um, that is hard. And it, it's especially hard when you're trying something new or trying to change is to figure out, you know, what it is that you need to do. Absolutely. And, um, so when I started my business again, <laughs> I decided to start slow. And it's amazing. I ended up getting so much more money and doing so many more things, had mm -hmm. a lot more clients within just a few months because I had decided what was important and what I needed to do and I didn't take on too many things. So one key is to find it, figure out how to say no. <laughs> so, how do you know you have a problem with saying no? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I'm self-employed and so I don't have a boss, but um, when people, like my husband will come to me and say, oh, I just heard this really good podcast. You've got to listen to this. 
And so I was listening to podcasts. He says, oh, I just joined this really neat program. You've got to get into this really neat program. Gotcha. Okay. And I just got, and I, I finally I had to say, Brent, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know, get that. It's, yep. it's easier when it's family. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I kind of, after the joint venture, I had a lot of people calling me and, and wanting me to get involved in what their program is. And wanted me to buy this program, that program. And some of them I was kind of interested in, but I wrote this letter or, or email back. Um, I'd like to read it to you. Sure, yeah. I look forward to meeting you as well. I love what I do, and I'm working really hard, as I'm sure you are. I do have a firm policy not to let myself get too overwhelmed. So... When I start feeling that way, I try to put things on hold for a while. Would it be okay? I would be grateful if I can schedule you in a few weeks or a month when things slow down. And um, I love it. Yep. that way I can give you my full attention. And she sent me an email back saying, oh, you are so smart. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> so, so it worked out really well. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I love it. So... And, and it's, I mean, it, it's easy to do. It's, I think it's, it's one of those things that people are like, I know I need to do it, but I don't know how, mm -hmm. or I don't know where to start, or I know I should be doing it, but I don't know, like I just can't get myself to do it. So it, it's, do you have anything that really helps to break out of that if they're, they're stuck in, if someone is stuck in that? Yeah. Um, well, I, if, if time you want to change anything, you have to do three things. You have to see it in your mind the way that you realize it's going to be or the way you want it to be as if it's already there. Right. So, so you imagine and even um, meditate every day or, or, you know, focus on that. But you've got to do more than that because there's this little filter in the back of our brain <laughs> Yeah. And what it does is it takes, we have 2 million bits of information that go every second that goes into this filter. And based on what's ever happened in our past, it takes that information and tries to decide what to do with it. And so um, it uses all of our senses. It uses our voice, our ears, our feelings, our emotions and so we need to use all these emotions if we want to make change we need to use our voice and our emotions so if you're meditating or visualizing this thing whatever you want and say it out loud um can i give you an example yeah absolutely okay um i had a hard time decluttering my basement <laughs> Okay. Because my okay. husband is a shopaholic. He buys a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> so it all goes downstairs. And so for years, I was just so frustrated. I couldn't figure out how I could do this. And I always thought I was pretty, you know, good at doing new things. And I just couldn't do it. And I'd stop. I'd cry. And I'd, I'd get mad. And I'd throw things. And... I broke a Tiffany lamp once because I was so angry. But um, so I heard this um, 
I guess I was at a seminar. Yeah. And I heard this guy say, you know, this, that you have to see it, you have to say it and you have to feel it. So I went down in my basement and I said, Hey, I need to make change. And so I looked at this room and I said, I love this storage room. I was seeing it as if it was already decluttered. And this uh, storage room is so nice. There's none of these boxes here. There's none of these shelves here. I don't need those. And oh, this floor is so clean. I can roller skate on it. And I, it, yeah. I you really have to get the emotions involved because it's the emotions that make it stick. So for instance, if you want to eliminate certain things from your life, you need to visualize things that you, the way that you want them, the things that are important, the things that you value, and then say it out loud and then get emotional about it. I want to have time in my life to go out and ride my horses every day. Ooh, I can see myself doing that. And I am having so much fun. So, um, you have to, um, in order to be able to do that, I had to eliminate some stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you had to, you had to start really going in and pulling things out and saying like, okay, I don't need this, I don't need that. Yeah, look at your schedule, look at your calendar, see what you've got, and um, figure out what you can take out. Yep. I, no, I love it. So what, what's that 30? You, you, we started, I realized I, I kind of um, stopped that progress there. We, it was evaluation, elimination, and what oh, else? The third item is, okay, so eliminate, evaluate, and I'm going to cheat because the third word is escaping me for a second here. Oh, explore. Ah, explore. <laughs> explore the possibilities. Um, explore what the possibilities are when you learn how to eliminate these things from your life. Um, I have this really good book that I just love. It's called Essentialism. It's written by Greg McCallum. And um, there's one little place in here that I just, I love this quote from him. It says, um, we do things that we detest to buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. I, and I heard that I, before, yeah. <laughs> so um, we need to avoid saying I have to because I ah. have to is, a, you know, a choice is not a thing. We need to be able to choose. Our choices are important. So yeah. I have to, you're eliminating your choice. You can say, I choose to do this, and you've got your choices back. I, I like that, because I, 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 I used to have a lot of that as well. I used to, I used to say, like, oh, I have to do this, and I have to do that. Um, I, then I, I forget what I started changing into, but it, it's changed over the years. But um, I, I think it's really just the perspective that you're looking at things is mm -hmm. what it sounds like. Because like I have to is more of like a negative view on something. Or for example, like, oh, I have to water the garden. Like, well, yeah, I mean, like you still, you, it, it's gotta be done, but like, why do you have to do it? If you don't want to do it, then don't have a garden. Or you can switch the perspective by saying like, I get to water the garden today. 
and I get to see the plants grow and I get to like harvest, you know, like you, it's more of a positive flip on how you see. And I, I, I resonate with that a lot as far as really changing uh, how, like the words we use. Um, I, I think one of the re more recent ones I've used over the last couple of months is um, instead of switching the word should and could, when I catch myself saying like, oh, I should be doing this, um, I really switch it back to saying like, well, I could be doing this because, because it is overall a decision that I make. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I, I know, I know like we were getting into this whole um, like, oh, I've heard people say it all the time, but stop shooting yourself. Um, but it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's like there's things that we don't necessarily think about until someone points it out to you. So do you have a way to really self-identify um, if you're doing that to yourself? Because I feel like once you're stuck in that, like, uh, that rut or that hamster wheel, it, it's hard to really pull yourself out of it without some type of intervention or someone really pointing it out to you. Yeah, it's, you, you really need to think about, again, go back to all those things that are really, really important. Gotcha, the values. And, and think, okay, every time you do something, think, is this, is this in line with what my goals, my, my values are? And if it's not, don't do it. And um, there's, um, it's amazing. I think people don't realize that it's okay to take a nap every day. It's okay to just do what you want because people get so involved and so busy that it's, um, you know, like, like exercising every morning. And what you said about, um, oh, just a few minutes ago. <laughs> you were like with, with the garden? With the garden. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes along with exploring try and find easier, faster ways to do things. For instance, for my garden, I kind of got tired of watering it every day and I went and got a dripper system. I don't have to water it anymore. A lot of times you can just explore, do it smarter, not harder. I love that, yeah. That's, that's interesting that um, there, was, there was two solutions to that. One was like change the way you say it and another was like, I love to explore newer solutions too. Um, and in, in, in a nutshell, like you said, like work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know for us, for example, like one of the reasons I, I love being able to do it is because I do it with my daughter, right? So she loves to be able to go out there and hold the water can with me and we mm -hmm. like water the plants and she gets to see everything grow and she put the seeds in the whole, the whole, like for me, it's it, it changing for me it was working better, changing the perspective rather than finding like the drip system would work. We could totally do that in our, in our case, like though there's a different, there's a, there's an additional experience that comes with it because I'm sharing, I'm, I'm like you've mentioned going back to the values. I value the time with my daughters. So that allows me to have more time with my daughters. And I, I, I love that. Like, um, but if it didn't, if it didn't actually, if it didn't have that value, then I would probably look at exploring a better way of doing it. I, and it makes sense. I, I love how that just comes full circle, right? You know, the, the evaluating first, what's really important to you. And it makes sense because if you don't do that, then you, everything else kind of falls out of order and then eliminating the things that don't allow you to have those values. And then, 
exploring ways that either help to have more of those values or, or to do more of those values or to explore ways to get rid of things that, that stop you or prevent you from really focusing on your values. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, that's my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. Um, so I, I guess let, let me ask then, um, as far as, as far as decluttering, right? What, and, and I mean, like, like I mentioned, we, we touched on it kind of with a little bit of like physical and you mentioned the basement and whatnot. However, like, how do we do that in our head? Okay that's really important because we have to declutter in our mind before we can declutter in our environment um and so it's the same thing i i said about seeing it and saying it and feeling it if you can see the environment i see this living room this is the place where i like to relax and watch tv and and do all this stuff and say it out loud you need to do that over and over again because yep. if you go into a, a cluttered space think about how you feel emotionally pretty depressing a lot of times yeah and so if you can clean up your environment think about how that feels once it's all done but so how do we not go back to that again we have to continue to see it and say it okay. and so like for i actually do a, a declaration for every room in my house even my pantry <laughs> so That's like cool, yeah. how how it feels and then for 21 days i'll read that declaration so that when i'm done getting it decluttered, getting it the way I want, that it's beautiful, the way I want, and it's not gonna go back. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, goes back to this filter in your brain that um, you see things, and pretty soon this, this filter is pretty sophisticated, it can block it out. So pretty soon, you know, you put a couple of things on your dresser, or you put a couple of things in your calendar or whatever, and pretty soon you don't see it anymore. You put a few more things there and you don't see it anymore. So your, mm, your, your brain kind of wants to take things from the past. And so if you always have clutter and then all of a sudden it's clean, it's cognitive dissonance. Your brain's saying, um, this doesn't quite feel right. Yeah. And so then it goes back to being cluttered again. So the trick is to make it so that your brain feels cognitive dissonance when there's something out of place or when you're doing something that you don't really want to do, that you don't really think is important. Interesting. That is, that's interesting to kind of view it from that perspective. Cause I, I, I've been told before, and I, my mentor has said this to me a couple of times. He's like, one of the reasons my desk is so like, because it, it subconsciously having that physical clutter also clutters your mind mm -hmm. because like, it, it's still there. And you're, you, you don't, even though like you mentioned, like it's filtered out that you don't really pay attention to it anymore but it's still there and it affects how you think. You can't be as clear with things yourself when you're thinking through problems. You can't be as creative and whatnot. So it, I, I guess that's super important. It's start with the yeah. mind and then the physical will start to really follow with that. That's one of the problems with clutter is that one of the things that it does is it gives you brain fog. 
And it's like what you're talking about, you know, you just see the stuff, but you don't recognize what the problem is. But when you have so much clutter, it kind of weighs on you, even though you don't realize it. And so you get this brain fog. So um, it's like when you go into a room and you forgot what you went in there for, or like what happened to me just a little bit ago, your, your mind goes into a cul-de-sac and it can't find the way out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff like that. So, but there's a lot of effects of clutter. Um, it affects you emotionally. It affects you financially. Um, it affects your health. And um, it affects, in fact, when I decluttered my house, I have to tell you, this is exciting. I lost 50 pounds and I wasn't even trying. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like the it's best happened. weight loss plan ever, ever. <laughs> Clean your house, lose weight. Yeah. yeah. Or like and release the weight. Thing, the other thing is you have so much more time because when that. you have like your desk, if you have a lot of stuff on your desk, how much time do you spend looking for things? Oh my gosh. If you, like I used to spend hours looking for things. Cause I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I have this pile stack of piles over here, pile of paper. Um, luckily we've organized it. We actually, what is it before this whole pandemic thing happened? We, we went through this whole like Marie Kondo thing in our house and that was like getting rid of a lot of stuff. And it was very interesting. I was, an, it was an interesting experience if I do have to say so myself. So, uh, but I, I love it because it, it's time saver. You, you save money financially because you're able to focus on more things that actually, um, from the business perspective that can more revenue generating t uh, tasks and you can then also focus on your values right that that money will then come in and allow you to have more time with your family to to take more vacations and then i, I love how it really just all feeds itself um so I know we're kind of uh, running out of where we're kind of running up on the, on, on the time here. However, um, is there a way for people to really get to know you a little bit more or to reach out if they have any further questions about like, uh, how can I get started with this on my own or how can I get started with this with you or what are some things or some starter points uh, or anything like that that you have? Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really easy to get a hold of. My email is Diane, and it's just D-I-A-N-N. -N. For some reason, my parents decided not to give me the E at the end. <laughs> so it's D-I-A-N-N -N at clutterfreeliving.com. Awesome. So just send me an email. That's my email. Yep. And, uh, and people are welcome to call me and text me. I, I, you know, I don't answer the phone if I don't know who it is. Um, I think people are a lot that way. Um, but yeah, call me and text me. I'm happy to answer a text. And it's two four. And no, excuse me. Got to do the area code first. Eight oh one. Yep. Two four 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 five five five. Awesome. So just shoot you a text, call you, or shoot you an email um, mm -hmm. to reach out to see how they can get started. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you again so much uh, for coming on today and really speaking about the de decluttering. I know when we talked about it. I was, it was it was something that was really relevant to me that at that time, um, just because we were finishing up that process. So um, I was like, this is it has helped me so much, um, both on the like the work side and at home. Because um, little I ones, I said with the two little ones, you're always kind of everything's always kind of a mess, right? So and then yeah, you have to re-clean yeah. it up. When you have kids, so yeah. I have a book called Clutter Free Living. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, awesome. And um, so the only way you can get it is to just email me, tell me you want it, and I'll send it to you. And uh, I also have an online course um, if anybody's interested in that. Awesome. Fantastic. So if, yeah, if you want to get the Clutter Free Living book, just email Diane at D-I-A-N-N, two N's, uh, no E, D-I-A-N-N, Diane at clutterfreeliving.com and ask for the book. And um, it sounds like you'll have a, a, a PDF version of it that you can send to everyone. Um, and they can get started with decluttering not just their lives, but their mind and really start to uh, see those benefits from all of that. Awesome. So thank you again, Diane, for coming on to the show today. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Um, and is there any final words that you'd like to impart or any insight that you'd like to impart on the audience? Just get a lot of freedom and a lot of clarity by decluttering your life. Awesome. I love it. So a lot of freedom and a lot of clarity. That's fantastic. So when you actually finally start to declutter everything and you start to get everything in, uh, it, in a more clear view and you're able to really focus on the revenue generating tasks for your business, that's going to allow you to just expand and scale even faster. And without new incoming people or audience to your, to your world, then you can't scale as fast as you can. You can't scale as well at will. So head on over to bentobot.com forward slash book to get your free copy of the complete automation strategy, the four phases we use to generate never ending leads. And that way you'll start to be able to bring in those leads as you've decluttered yourself and your business. It allows you to then really scale up even faster and actually do the things that you started the business now, until next time, I'm Victor with Ventobot, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.